Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they can actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling with the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Atlanta's SportsX. Good evening, wrestling fans. It is a big week for those of us that enjoy the squared circle. Uh, Royal Rumble this weekend. It's a big pay-per-view. Not only is it just a big pay-per-view, it kicks off officially WrestleMania season. So we are in WrestleMania season as far as I'm concerned. So Chris Colwell, who here with me tonight, happy WrestleMania season to you. Happy WrestleMania season to you. It is the best time of the year, typically, for WWE. I hope they've got some good stuff planned for us, because if they can't get it right between now and and the beginning of April for WrestleMania, we don't have a lot of hope for the rest of the year. I, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is, I mean, this really, we're going to reset the table for WWE. We're going to give them a chance to hit the reset button, get into WrestleMania season here with the Royal Rumble, see what starts to unfold and what starts to uh, start to trend towards matches potentially for WrestleMania, which I know we're all excited about as wrestling fans. Uh, if you're missing a voice tonight, it, John Big John is not with us tonight, so it's just going to be the tag team. We're missing one of our partners. Uh, this Chris, tag team hasn't been together as a unit in a very long time, so this should be interesting. I, not since the Crystals Eating Contest have uh, yeah, you and exactly. I been together. Yeah, it's been a long uh, without time. John, so it's, it's like been putting a long Xavier time. Woods and like Kofi together. It's just weird. Like normally you don't see that that team. <laughs> exactly. That's not that's not the main the go to for them. But uh, so we got a lot to get into. We've not only got to look ahead to uh, Royal Rumble this weekend. We're going to give you our picks coming up shortly. But we've got a lot of shows to cover. I mean, we've had the 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 gauntlet, the normal gauntlet of shows uh, for WWE and AEW between Raw and Dynamite and NXT and SmackDown. So let's start looking at those real quick. I we don't just have enough time to get into every show and every detail of every show like I wish we could, but. Uh, let's talk about what, at least one good thing and one bad thing from each show. And let's start. And we're going to preview instead of look back at SmackDown. So we'll save that for last since SmackDown comes up tomorrow night. Let's start with Raw. And I think I have a feeling, uh, at least according to our Twitter accounts, you can find me at RoadDog680. <laughs> and uh, Colwell, where are you now? At, at Bearded Colwell. We also have the Twitter page for the finishing move, at WrestleSportsX. I have a say feeling. Say that slowly. Don't say it fast. <laughs> I have a feeling we may get into a little bit of a debate over some of our good points and bad points from Raw. So, Colwell, I'll let you go first. Give me a good or a bad from Raw this past Monday. I'm going to go bad right off the bat. I hate to be Mr. Negative in here. But, again, it's once again WWE showing that they could care less about the tag team division. I know that it gives it a, a spotlight now that Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, of all people, the most random team ever to be tag team champions, are now tag team champions, but it gives them the spotlight. I will say that's a positive. The tag titles are now being held by the number one stable, I guess. They don't even have a name yet. They're just a stable of guys with the AOPs, Rollins, and Murphy. They're now the tag team champions, beating the Viking Raiders on Monday. For me, it gives it a spotlight, but the problem here is it's not a good spotlight. It's Look, once again, you fail to capitalize on what you built as with the tag team like the Viking Raiders over the last six 
really the last year, but especially the last six months, when they've just been running roughshod over the tag team division on Raw. Now it just ends like that, just completely done. And again, you take a team that has never teamed before, to my knowledge, especially not on Raw, with Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins, and they defeat this dominant tag team in the Viking Raiders to win the tag titles. What does that say for the Viking Raiders? What does that say for the tag team division in general on Raw or SmackDown? It doesn't say a whole heck of a lot. Again, it's just another chance for them to use it as a storyline device, but that's really all it is at this point. The tag division means little, little to nothing in WWE. That was my negative from Raw. I, I agree with you. I think it was a bad uh, spot. And first, when you look at that I guess they're a faction uh, with the Messiah, Monday Night Messiah, Seth White Rollins. You would think if somebody was going to get the tax straps, it would be the uh, Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain. That exactly. would be getting my them. thought. That was another thought that so I had. So I don't know if that's going to lead to some dissension later on between uh, the maybe the two, uh, the four, um, the, the Authors of Pain, and then Buddy and Seth. But we'll see how that plays out down the road. But I agree with you. The tag division in WWE has been. Uh, spotty and uh you know for a very long time and that's putting it nicely it doesn't seem like a lot of thought really goes into it or care goes into it it's just kind of thrown out there and it's it's almost like it's something well we got to do this because it's something that wrestling does so we got to have that division no no, they only need the tag team division when you want to progress a storyline and here's what's happened they've done it time and time again where you've had you know, two singles guys that were in a feud, but you team them up to see, you know, make them win the tag titles to, to further their storyline. They did it with John Cena and Batista back in the day. They did it one time with John Cena and The Miz. And again, you, it didn't say anything for the actual tag team that held those belts before then. The idea of the tag division is two guys that are a great team should always beat two singles guys that aren't normally a team. But they completely blow that out of the water whenever they need to forward a storyline. I will be interested to see if you're... Uh, your theory holds up later on in our discussion here. But I'm going to get to my bad, uh, and this is where we're going to have to definitely disagree and probably get into a little bit of a here discussion go. here. Is I, I liked Brock Lesnar coming out. I enjoy Brock Lesnar on the show. I've kind of changed my mind over him over the past years. But I did not see the point in what Ricochet came out and did, and I definitely did not see who I am a fan of Ricochet. Let me put that out there too. I want to see Ricochet do good and do well and have uh, be uh, get a push. But what he did with Brock on Monday night was not good for Ricochet in any way. Proponents of what happened, him coming out and saying, well, he was with Brock. He was seen with Brock. All he got seen doing with Brock was getting kicked in the nuts and Brock blowing him off like he's a nobody. So this was not good for Ricochet in any way. Like I said in my tweet, like I, I don't think the execution was right. I don't know that having Brock Lesnar hit him between the legs was really the best way to go with that. But I do think the – look, Ricochet is a mid-card guy at best right now. If that – I mean, he had the program with AJ Styles over the summer, but that's about as close as Ricochet's been to anywhere near the main event scene. So to have Brock Lesnar come off kind of – I know it was kind of a punk move that Lesnar did, and I'm not going to say it made him look like a coward as Brock Lesnar, but, I mean, look, it's 
an no, interaction it, with a guy with the WWE champion. I'm not saying it makes Ricochet world title contender right now, but at least it says, okay, he just had a back and forth interaction with Brock Lesnar. That mean that tells me right there that they still see a lot in Ricochet, and there's an investment coming in the future. Okay, so is there an investment coming in the future, and do they see a lot in our truth? <laughs> that was one of the best segments they've had on Raw. I'm not in saying months. it wasn't, but is it he about great. to is he about to get a push for the world title now? He's been getting a push as the 24 seven European champion, and is uh, his and uh, impressing his what number his favorite wrestler of all time, John Cena. Because he was, he was seen with Brock, so he must be getting a push coming up soon. With the logic that you're spewing out, that Ricochet Look. is now due a push, and it was positive for him to be seen. Look, our truth, the, the purpose of oh, that now segment. There's, now there's double standards. Here we go. The purpose of our truth being out there was for a comedic reason and to just do something to get Brock Lesnar on Raw. I think the purpose of Ricochet, based on his promo and all, what did our truth do when he was out there? He was like, oh, you're going to be in it. Okay, now I don't want to be in it anymore. So they didn't really, our truth was there for comedic relief. Ricochet's point, I mean, basically calling out Lesnar is him calling out Lesnar. It, it's a very fine line. I will admit that. But to me, it didn't necessarily do bad for Ricochet, but I don't think it did near of what it could have done I'll tell for you Ricochet how, either. I'll tell you how it can do good for, bro, or for Ricochet, and I don't feel like this is what the plan is. So again, if this is not the plan, it did not do good for Ricochet. If Ricochet ends up being Brock's opponent <laughs> in WrestleMania, and if no. that's because he now comes down to the ring during WrestleMania and he got blown off the previous Monday night like he was a nobody, and now he's the guy who eliminates him from the Royal Rumble, so now Brock seeks revenge against Ricochet, whether that's in the in-between pay-per-view or at WrestleMania, uh, that is how I see Ricochet getting some uh, positive bump from this, but I don't see WWE doing that. I definitely don't see them putting him in the match uh, with Brock. Maybe in the in-between pay-per-view. I'm not sure what that is at the moment. Elimination Chamber, Elimination Chamber. There you go. So if they put him against Brock at least at the Elimination Chamber, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure you're right, actually. Uh, maybe maybe that's where you get that positive bump, but I just don't see that happening. Probably not. I, look, he's definitely not going to be the guy facing him at WrestleMania. That's that's completely out of the question. Okay, so but. now you're knocking your own point. No, I'm, I'm not concerned. saying that. Look, I never said that Ricochet from that interaction is now a guy worthy of facing Brock Lesnar. I said that that elevates him to a certain level. At no, least it doesn't. pulls him in to the conversation. That doesn't mean that no, he's the guy. Said, it doesn't pull him into the conversation because you just said he's not an opponent worthy of Brock Lesnar. Because he's not ready to main event or be a major match at WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar. I never said that that was what that was going no, to do. I, I know, but you, but you just said he's... I didn't say you did. I'm saying if that's their plan, that would be... I'm saying that if that's their plan. That's how Ricochet would get the bump from this. But I, I'm, I agree with you. I don't think that's their plan. So I'm asking why did we do that? It's a get him into the conversation. Well, they may have an interaction within the Rumble that may do a lot for Ricochet. Ricochet may not be the guy to eliminate him, but maybe it's one-on-one Ricochet and Lesnar in the Rumble for a minute. Maybe, maybe Ricochet's Rick- number two. Maybe he is, and maybe Ricochet really does well You know, for that two minutes or whatever it'll be. It's always a question of whether it's going to be a minute, minute and a half, two minutes, whether it's actually accurate, but... You know, in that little bit, if Ricochet really comes out and shows out against Lesnar, that alone did a lot for him. I, I agree. If they do that, we will see what they do. If he's number two and he gets some one-on-one time uh, with Brock, maybe he'll benefit from it. But I just don't see what Monday night 
in a in a bubble, if that's where they leave it, it did not do good for him. All right, you got. I do you, have a positive for you. All right, all. you gave me a bad. Give me a positive. I love the latter match with Rey Mysterio and Andrade. I agree. That was a fantastic match. I love that even though it was a match that was meant to entertain the fans and was supposed to be, you know, the spot fest and the car crash that is meant to be, you still managed to really put over Andrade as the heel in this situation with Zelina Vega kind of getting in between Rey Mysterio and Andrade and kind of keeping Rey from getting up the ladder and all that. That really helps kind of, you know, for better, lack of a better way of saying it, screw Rey Mysterio out of the U.S. title. So Andrade gets the heel heat off of that, plus you then you you further the storyline, which I thought was a nice return for Humberto Carrillo, if I said that right, which close enough, close we enough. But I'm not exactly about. super excited. I mean, I'm not a big Humberto fan, but you know, you're further in that storyline, and we'll see what happens with it. I agree. That was a positive for all. I'm not a big Rey Mysterio fan, really, it, it, uh, anymore. Uh, okay. I was back in the day. I'm not on this return to the WWE. Uh, I just I'm just not buying into it. Uh, I'm not enjoying it as much as I did back in the '90s when he was with WCW, and then. The, 2000s when he was uh, with WWE, the first run at least. But, man, some of those bumps that he was taking on those ladders at 45 years old, I was just thinking, whoa, man, Ray, slow down. You don't have to do that anymore. I mean, that – and then the DDT that Andrade gave Ray from, like, midway up from the ladder onto another ladder Mm -hmm. that was vertically supported. I mean, I I thought that hurt Andrade more than probably Ray – but there were and uh, there was a power slam, I think, on a ladder. Man, it, it just made me uh, hurt uh, as I was watching that <laughs> uh, in my hotel room up in Kentucky. And 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 I had just got done debating with these guys that wrestling was real, uh, you know, at dinner. And then I'd go back and I just wanted them all to come to my room to watch this to show there is no way that maybe the outcome is scripted and de- right. predetermined. But that, sir, is real. Hey, what did JR used to always say during ladder matches? Oh, and somebody somebody out there saying they know how to fall. How do you know how to fall off a 20-foot ladder? I mean, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's <laughs> it's the same thing. And, yeah, no, there's, the bumps are real. The concussions, all the injuries from these things, they're real. Yeah, it's a scripted backdrop storyline kind of thing. But at the end of the day, uh, you go take a bump and tell me it's not real. All right, let's uh, move on to Wednesday nights. We've got two shows to get through here quickly. Uh, give me something from the cruise ship. AEW <laughs> debut uh, had a live show from the Jericho Cruise on the deck of rock the cruise. And Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager. Yeah, and they announced number three is going to come up next year, so maybe mm-hmm. we need to plan a show out into the Ooh, uh, Rock and Rager good. next year. But uh, uh, give me something good or bad from the show. Well, first of all, what did you think about the presentation from a cruise ship? You know, it is what it is. It's obviously going to be a much smaller crowd. They're not going to have the huge crowd around it. Uh, so, but I'm but I'm cool with us trying something different. I'm not going to poo poo on that. Uh, I I liked it for what it was. It was something out of the box. So good sure. for them for trying. Well, and I love the fact you obviously, if you're paying close enough attention, you start noticing people's hairs blowing left and right in their oh, face. When, well, when Tony was doing the uh, stand up with um, Britt Baker, yeah, Br- oh, no, that was in. Well, yeah, that one too in the ring. But when he was doing it with. Um, uh, Hangman and uh, Omega. Oh, yes, I mean, the yes. wind was just going crazy all <laughs> around those guys. Uh, but yeah, and and uh, speaking of Rip Breaker, is that going to end up being your bad? I saw you tweeting about it, and I, well, and I yeah, agree. Yeah, no, I'm going to start out with the positive. I, I want to be positive for once Good to for start you. out with, so I let's like do the being. positive. You know, so look, there was a several things I thought were positive from AEW. I love the tag team title match. 
Um, I didn't mind the switch. We got our first title change in the history of AEW. I mean, the original champions were intact until last night. On, of any belt. Of any belt. So I don't mind Omega and uh, Hangman as tag team champions. Although, I do have to say, they're kind of using, I think they're using them as tag champs. Much like I'm criticizing WWE for, for storyline development, because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a blow-up at some point with, well, there you go. with Hangman and uh, Omega. There's but, one example of, are you going to stick to your guns about this, putting people together? That said, they have been teaming for a while and actually won a match in order to qualify for this. So I'll give that, you that, because that is their first match uh, as far as Seth and Buddy that I know of. Right, exactly. But I, I love that match, and as always, the highlight from the promo standpoint, MJF goes out there, Loves to be hated and embraces it. Good interaction. I love how they managed to have Cody kind of get over on him without the contact. That was creative. They had the Young Bucks, and you know, super kick him and throw him into the pool. That was kind of neat. And that's but, another positive for being – that threw me back to the days of Club La Vila when WCW right, would do that. Right. And that pool was always in the background. Somebody and always ended up in the pool. End up in there, yeah. <laughs> so that was fantastic. As far as negative, yeah, Britt Baker, oh, my gosh. Look, she had a lot of hype coming into the company – she was the first, other than Brandy Rhodes, the first female talent signed to All Elite Wrestling. So she had a lot kind of writing on what was she going to provide for the company. I don't think she's delivered in the ring. And now that they've tried to turn her heel, which I didn't mind that necessarily, you put her in the ring with a live microphone. One of the most awkward interviews I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Tony Giovanni mouthed it live. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead. I mean, What did he say? What? <laughs> I don't think I should say that, actually. I already tried to get us in trouble last week at the end of the show. So, anyway, look, it was just, you, you gave her a live mic. Clearly, she was not ready for that. I mean, I guess that's an example of, you know, we've all applauded AEW for, you're letting these guys just take a microphone, they give them the bullet points, and they get to go and talk from their heart. This is a case where somebody might have needed a WWE script because Britt Baker was awful given the chance to talk on her own I'd keep her as far away from that microphone as possible. Yeah, I think that's going to be something interesting to watch play out over time. I agree with you. That promo was um, was not good. Uh, I did I did laugh and chuckle when she called out Tony uh, for having worked at Starbucks before he got his gig back with uh, in the world of wrestling, which it, which is true. I don't think is that lot, really true. Yeah, I don't think a lot of wrestling fans know this, but he really did work at Starbucks. Uh, for a little bit of time before he got his gig back with AEW. I mean, he was a man of many jobs. We all know that he produces uh, basketball and football for uh, Georgia, for the Georgia Bulldogs, but he did work at Starbucks as well. So when she called him out for that, that was a true uh, dagger. Uh, and I think a lot of wrestling fans thought she had just made that up because he was kind of disappeared into the ether until he was really brought back. But that's a true statement that she uh, wow. pulled out there. I did not um, know that. Yeah, so that was really funny, and I kind of popped through it. I don't have to talk to Tony about that next time I see him <laughs> or text him about that and give him a hard time. Uh, but it is, uh, but I agree. I, it's going to be interesting to watch how the, some of these people who aren't used to doing promos on a regular basis uh, or at least on live TV probably had a lot of opportunities to do retakes. Or I mean, that was taped Wednesday night, but I doubt they, but, but they did not want to, uh, to, to have it, uh, I guess, 
in front of the live audience. They couldn't say, all right, well, that sucked. We need to do it again. Right. Uh, but but I, so we'll see how that plays well, out. You, you see how they cut away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, JR said, all right, we need to get away from this. That was that was and she was still talking. Yeah. So you could tell that somebody in the back had the wherewithal to well, say, all right, this is not going over. Did they do it live as the show was being recorded? Decide, OK, this is terrible. We got to dip out. Or did somebody say after the fact this was terrible? Let's at least let it go for a little bit and cut it out. Yeah, that'd be interesting to know. I don't. That's a good. That's a good question. Something that would uh, be fun to, to to find out one day. You know, I'm going to agree with you on on both your positives and your uh, uh, your negatives. There, the Britt Baker promo was not good. Uh, MJF was a uh, great. He's one. Of, he's probably my favorite heel in the business right now. Uh, I look forward to him uh, coming out and talking and doing his stick and uh, even wrestling. I enjoy him. Uh, so I enjoyed that immensely. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more and more and more of MJF this year, 2020. All right, NXT. We got another go home show uh, on uh, for, breath. <laughs> for Worlds Collide <laughs> coming up this uh, this Saturday. Uh, we'll get Worlds Collide. Uh, so give me a. I'm gonna all start since you started last time. My positive is, and we may agree with this because this is a guy that we talked about last week. Uh, your pick to potentially face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. My positive is going to be Keith Lee uh, get winning the North American title. Right now, I'm a big fan of Keith Lee, and if you haven't seen his stuff, you need to get on the network, go back, and just watch some of his matches. He has he really came on strong late 2019 uh, on 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 NXT and has really risen to the top as far as I'm concerned uh, with the talent uh, that is there. It is on the top level right now, and he was rewarded uh, by Triple H by getting that North American title, kind of showing him that hey yeah you're, you're what you're doing is working and we enjoy it and this is your reward. He won it, uh, and I I can't wait to see what he does next. Oh, I'm with you on that. Look, it's been, they've been kind of built to this for a little while. Roderick Strong's been the NXT North American champion since the summer. Undisputed Era held all the titles up to this point. So and I think it was the longest reigning where one faction held all the titles. I think it was 120-something days uh, where one faction held all the titles, obviously, except the women's title right. for NXT. Sure, yeah, that was a big deal. And normally, yeah, WWE, will they might go that route where they have a faction in the company, stable in the company, win the belts, but they never hold it for very long. It doesn't seem like it lasts that long. In this case, they definitely held him for a good while. But Keith Lee, yeah, like you said, he's been building up for a long time, been putting on great matches. Him, uh, just with everybody really on NXT, but I was so impressed with what he gave us at Survivor Series. WWE obviously sees a lot of him. It was a great match last night. Well deserved for him to be North American champion. That was definitely one of my highlights for sure, but i got another one to kind of go with that. I always love the Dusty Rhodes Classic. They do a great job with that each and every year. The tag team stuff good in NXT. They always, that's one thing, NXT has never struggled at producing a good tag team division. Really since, I'd say the early days they struggled, but once they got more talent there, they really developed it. I enjoy both the semifinal matches there uh, through uh, the NXT episode there. I love the, t- you know, interested in this team with Riddle and um, Riddle and Pete Dunn. I think right. the broser weights <laughs> have been really good. Okay, so the, you walked right into my my. My trap here, I guess, if you want to call it. Oh. All right. So you like bro. You like the bro man and the bruiser weight. But yet this is a thrown together tag team that you just poo-pooed on uh, uh, for Raw doing. And I know you're well, they've been together for the whole tournament. Okay. I got, they've got a couple more batches under their belt as opposed to Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. 
But this is the exact same thing that you hated on Raw for, but they've done uh, here in the Dusty Tournament. And if you look back, this is the third incarnation of the uh, Dusty Dusty Classic. The first year, who won it? Finn, Finn Balor, Balor and Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. Yep. Who won it the second year? Ricochet and Aleister Black. So, No, that was the third one. The second one the was one? the AOP. Okay. So t- two out of three years, and we'll see what happens with the fourth year, uh, thrown together tag teams have won this. So I, I, this is something that you said, you told me at the beginning of the show you don't like. Well, look, Dunn and Riddle have teamed up more in the past. They're not necessarily oh, a quote-unquote tag team, but they have been together in the past. It's a tournament kind of setting. I'm not saying that Riddle and uh, Pete Dunn should win this thing, but but you, I, but you like them as a tag team. I, I think it's a good combination. Look, you can develop... Literally, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy had literally never teamed in any way, shape, or form so if they'd before. Had two, so if they'd had a match the previous Monday, you'd be okay if with them Pete, winning. If Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle teamed up for the first time last night on NXT, face Undisputed Era for the tag titles and won them, I would have, like you say, poo-poo all over that. I would not have liked that. But it's this is what tournaments are for in this situation. You can put two guys together that haven't teamed before, and but you can developing. This, but they're beating established tag teams. So why am I going to take these established tag teams a credible, a credible a moving forward if now this two this power because duo. Because you're not facing the quote-unquote best of the best. The tag team champions are supposed oh, to be goodness. the best. Oh, my goodness. You There's, have an excuse for everything. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You're the one that told me you don't like the ta- the thrown together tag teams, but Seth Rollins. I don't like thrown together tag teams winning tag team well, titles. How, well, how about because Seth Rollins is a multi uh, oh, champion? What is he, Mick Foley? Well, he's a multi <laughs> uh, uh, universal champion and WWE champion. That trumps. Uh, d- that tag doesn't team. make him a great tag that team wrestler. tag team, so his power of being a universal and WWE champion can overtake okay. by himself with the help of Buddy Murphy, the WWE tag team. You know what? Dunn and Riddle aside, you had the Grizzled Young Veterans advance to the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. That's an established tag team, and I loved their match last night as well against the Undisputed Era. I thought that was a great match. And you know what? We're going to get an even better one this Sunday, or this Saturday, rather, with the uh, Worlds Collide when they have the finals. It is, they worked it out. We're going to get the NXT, NXT UK final that I think a lot of people are kind of hoping for since it made sense with Worlds Collide. So you'll get that. That should be a fantastic match. But look, Riddle and Dunn have teamed in the past. They have teamed multiple times in this tournament. I'm not saying that they should go and win the tag titles, but... I don't necessarily mind a random tag team challenging for the tag titles. I just don't necessarily like them winning the tag right. titles. That was my point. Real quick, we got a break here. So we got SmackDown tomorrow night. It's the, going to be the go-home show before Royal Rumble. What are you looking forward to tomorrow night to set us up for Royal Rumble? I've really enjoyed the Daniel Bryan-Bray Wyatt feud, just like I did years ago, way back when, when the Wyatt family was first in the company. They always have good feuds, but the, the stuff with The Fiend and and Daniel Bryan going back to the Yes Movement, but then going back to the American Dragon look and all that that's been going on. I Thinking back to last week, I really liked the setup that Kane did with Bray Wyatt to allow Daniel Bryan to actually sneak attack the Fiend, get one up on him, and actually chase him off. That was a way to make Daniel Bryan look like he could actually do something to the Fiend without really fully harming what the Fiend character's done. So I've really enjoyed this. they got a contract signing for the Universal title match at the Rumble tomorrow night. That should be good. It's also a really good solid. Who's going to come out, the Fiend or Bray Wyatt? Ooh, 
Oh, that's a good question. I would say most likely Bray Wyatt. I, I agree. Yeah, you're going to see him. But they also got a uh, pretty good six-man tag team match. I think it's supposed to be the main event. you got Roman Reigns and the Usos teaming up against the King and I guess his court of Dolph Ziggler and <laughs> Robert Roode. So that should be good stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll get it. Uh, it should be a good one uh, as we get ready to go home for Royal Rumble on SmackDown tomorrow night. I agree with you. Anytime, right now, anytime you put the Fiend out there or Bray Wyatt, I'm I'm hooked. I'm watching him, seeing what he's doing. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I'm enjoying uh, his resurgence uh, here, well, even with the shaved hair. Uh, well, I wonder uh, to see what those two. I'm looking forward to their match at Royal Rumble, which we'll talk about in the next segment as we will put our picks out there and be judged. We will be held to what we pick uh, for the Royal Rumble and Worlds Collide. Coming up next here on The Finishing Move, you're listening to Road Dog Adam Gillespie and Chris Colwell. We'll be right back here on 1230 AM, 106.3 FM. This is Atlanta Sports X. Live from Cobb County and covering everything that you love about Atlanta. We start the day with home team in Hamilton at 9 a.m. as they bounce around the ATL with all the big local stories. Then at noon, it's the cheap seats with Tug Coward and Hudson Mason. And trust us, it takes an Atlanta radio veteran like Tug to keep that bulldog on the rails. And then at 3, it's the man, Mark Zeno on A to Z. Zeno is closing out the afternoon with his take on the day's stories and opinions about sports that you probably won't agree with. Add in Chuck and Chernoff on Bugged Hour from 6 to 7 p.m. The Mounds of the South and the Finishing Move on Thursdays. And you've got a lineup unlike any other. This is Atlanta's Sports X. Braves fans, the biggest event of the offseason is almost here. This year's Chop Fest is Saturday, January 25th, but the party gets started on Friday night with the Chop Fest Gala presented by Northside Hospital. This party for a purpose is your chance to interact with your favorite Braves like never before, including a guest DJ, open bar, and the opportunity to mingle with your 2020 Atlanta Braves. Plus, all proceeds from this 21 and up event benefit the Atlanta Braves Foundation. To Freddie, smashed high in the air, deep right field, out to the Chop House and it's gone. Then on Saturday, January 25th, don't miss the third annual Chop Fest. Beginning at 10 a.m., this free event offers exciting activities and attractions like baseball clinics on the field, Q&A sessions with players and coaches, photo ops, autographs, and more. Lined left field, slicing toward Acuna, who lays out and makes a great catch. So if baseball withdrawal is real for you, mark your calendar for Chop Fest and the Chop Fest Gala, January 24th and 25th. For more information on all of the Chop Fest activities, head to Braves.com slash chop fest oh yes the mats are back matt Chernoff and matt breda of breda pest management here to talk to you about termite control at your home and this new technology from termidor hydraulic injections we've always believed in protecting our clients with the best product on the market that's termidor but termidor has changed the termite game with hydraulic injections we use the same amount of active ingredient we would doing it the old school way with all the drilling and the trenching the machine actually pushes the active ingredient into the soil at 4,000 psi so we get a continuous barrier all the way around your home without pumping hundreds of gallons. It's better protection for the homeowner. It's safer for the environment. It's a no-brainer. It sounds like the hydraulic system takes the human error factor completely out of the equation. With the digital onboard computer, you get to see the exact amount of product we used. It's science and technology that makes the job easier for the technician. It's the biggest game changer the termite industry has seen in our lifetime. When it comes to protecting my home from termites, I want the best. That's why I'm protected by the best, and that's Brado. Make the switch now to Brado. Pest Management, online at 
afraidofpest.com. Do you constantly walk around your house with a jacket on or stay bundled up under two blankets because your house feels as cold as it is outside? Dan Watkins with All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. We have garage and entry doors that regulate the temperatures in your home. A new door will also save you plenty of money in the cold winter months and in the hot summer months as well. Stop dealing with this inconvenience and call us today. We have a huge variety of beautiful, fully insulated garage doors. And don't forget about the other entry doors in the house. They will also help you insulate the home and give it the curb appeal it deserves. Check us out today at allfourseasonsgarages.com. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling on the X. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie. Live from where? Uh, Marietta, Sancho's, or Truist Park, Dickie Broadcasting, yeah. Georgia. Or, as John would say, Cobb County. Yeah, Cobb County. I'm there not going to do the, all that because I don't have the same kind of win that he does. <laughs> uh, so, we have, uh, as we talked about in the last segment, it is a big uh, time of the year for us here on the finishing move. It is WrestleMania season. Again, gets kicked off. This weekend, we have Worlds Collide with NXT moving us forward towards their uh, big WrestleMania weekend. And we have the Royal Rumble, where we obviously know the winner of the Royal Rumble goes on to face a champion of his choosing, uh, his and hers choosing, now that we have a women's Royal Rumble as well at WrestleMania. And that's usually, obviously, one of the main events of WrestleMania. So you can go ahead and pencil that in pretty much as soon as you know who the last man and woman standing are. Uh, for that night. So we're going to do something a little different this year that we haven't really, we've kind of done in the past, but we've never really held ourselves to the standard of keeping track of it. Uh, Since this is the first pay-per-view of the year, we're going to give you our predictions for every match on both pay-per-views and AEW pay-per-views when those come up the four times a year that they'll happen. And we are going to keep track and we'll see. We'll keep up obviously periodically throughout the year. And at the end of the year, we'll see who knows the most about wrestling. And when I win that, I am going to get me a new WWE title belt to proclaim my championship over these two uh, nobodies. Wow, that's he just cut a promo live here on the Sports X on the finishing move. I, I think you are probably very overconfident in your picking ability. I think as someone who's been watching WWE for a long time and how predictable their but product is, you, so I believe I'm going to do very well this year, but I will be humble in my victory. All right, real quick. Colwell, what's your uh, Twitter address? At Beard- it doesn't matter what your Twitter address is. You, you, like know, I can, you know I control your microphone. I can cut <laughs> you off at any time now. Oh, you like that? That was my rock impression. R.I.P. Okay, Rocky Jabroni. Johnson. All right. Quickly, because we're, as usual, behind the eight ball on time. Let's go through. We've got John's. He's not here with us tonight. Big John is out tonight. But we do have his picks, so we'll let you know uh, what they are as we go. Let's start with the Royal Rumble. The big uh, the big pay-per-view, in my opinion, the bigger of the two. I don't think we would get much uh, fight on that. We're going to save the big Royal Rumble for the last. So let's go with the match that everybody can't wait to watch on the pre-show. Seamus versus Shorty G. <laughs> I love your prediction that it's definitely going to be on the... Do I the, get extra points for that? I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they surprised us all and put it like in between the two Rumble matches as the bathroom break match. Well, traditionally, they do the women's Royal Rumble match very first and then well, save the, the men's for the The first year, last. they actually main evented with it because oh, yeah, well, it was the first. Because they wanted it to be the first. Right. So last year was the first year they did that. All so. right. Short, uh, Seamus versus Shorty G. I've got... Sheamus with the victory there. I think he just came back. It would be natural to go ahead and put him over strong here. 
Shorty G will have a little bit of flurry, but you're going to have Sheamus win this thing. So it looks like we're all, well, according to your sheet here, you wrote King Corbin. Well, apparently, so we're going to hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> You've already written that on your sheet. King Corbin is going to win this match between Shorty G and Sheamus. So it looks like somebody's already starting out 0 and 1. He is the king. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> all right, all three of us are going with Sheamus for this match. John uh, picked Sheamus as well. So they'll get us kicked off on the pre-show. And then we'll probably move into the main uh, card here for the Royal Rumble. The WWE United States Championship. This match got announced earlier this week. Uh, and I hate doing this. Andrade, I think I said it pretty well that time, with, with Zelina Vega. Andrade. Versus uh, Humberto. Humberto Carrillo. Who's I, I can't roll my tongue, I'm sorry, but uh, definitely Andrade going to retain here. By the way, I'm going to throw this out there. That match is going to be on the pre-show as well. I'm calling it now. <laughs> well, once again, you wrote King Corbin. <laughs> if he wants to challenge so you, you're too. <laughs> okay, obviously you're having trouble with the word document here. Uh, is King Corbin going to show up on all your picks? <laughs> all right, so no. uh, Big John uh, picked Andrade to retain, and this is where I'm going to distance myself. The return of Humberto Carrillo is going to get the win. Carrillo. Is, there you go. And he's going to get uh, his first uh, title in the WWE with the return. He's going to dethrone not King Corbin, as you picked, but Andrade. <laughs> the King's going to be the U.S. champ, the IC champ. He's going to win all the titles. All right. Finally, to the match <laughs> that you've been picking constantly, false count anywhere match. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Uh, it says King Corbin. Do you actually go with King Corbin? I do go with King Corbin. I think that this is a little bit of a spoiler for my later pick, but I think Corbin's going to get the win here to allow him some bragging rights later on down the road. So I think, especially with the fact that Foss got anywhere, King's Court there, Ziggler and Rude can get involved. Yes, but I, so can the Usos then. Yeah, but somehow, you know, sometimes the heels have the nefarious ways playing better for the Foss got anywhere match. So I'm going to assume the Usos won't be drunk before the show and we'll be able to get to the <laughs> arena. That's so, a low blow. <laughs> So I'm going to go Come with on. Roman Reigns. Unfortunately, I believe not only are we in WrestleMania season, I think we're back into Roman Reigns season. And you'll see in a pick later on, <laughs> I believe we're going to have Roman Reigns started to be pushed down our throats again. So Roman Reigns and Big John agrees with me. He's going with the man from the flats, Roman Reigns. All right. Coming up next, WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey. Versus Lacey Evans. I've got Bailey retaining the title here. It's been a, a nice little okay feud with the two, but I don't see Lacey. Lacey Evans hasn't impressed me enough to be championship material, and I think they've got bigger plans for Bailey at WrestleMania. I don't know what those plans are for Bailey if they do. I do. There's not really much that uh, entertains me when it comes to Bailey. Really? Right you don't now. like the new Hill persona? <laughs> Did you mean, like, do you like the original version of it? Well, I didn't like that either, but my daughter really did, and I think that's who they were marketing to, uh, quite honestly, when she was under that uh, persona. But it's a clean sweep. All three of us are picking Bailey to retain. Bailey was the female John Cena, John Cena for a long time, and I thought that they should have done a lot more with her in that persona, but once you kind of let her get made... <laughs> She basically got ridiculed to the point on air that every nobody took her seriously anymore. He had no choice but to turn her heels. And they got what everybody's always wanted John Cena to do, he got with Bailey. WWE Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Becky Lynch has never beaten Asuka in what, two singles matches? She's 0 2, or is it 0 I think it's one, one single. Well, 
Well, I'm not touting the tag team stuff. But right. Well, they least... had a, they had the ladder match, the triple threat with Charlotte at TLC in 18, the year before. Then Asuka won the match last year at the Rumble, so I guess that's your two singles matches. Here's the third chance for Becky Lynch. She's definitely going over here, going to WrestleMania, where I think she's going to have a pretty big match. I agree, and so does Big John. All three of us, once again, are picking Becky Lynch. All right, so we're moving on to the Universal Championship strap match. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, I think this is going to be a clean sweep again as far as the picks. Uh, Big John has picked The Fiend. I am picking The Fiend. Who are you picking, uh, Colwell? I am picking The Fiend. It's going to be a great match, but, I mean, I don't think Daniel Bryan's the guy to beat this new awesome character. All right, we're to the two Rumble matches, and we got to talk about these just for a moment. Obviously, we don't know all the competitors of the uh, two Rumble matches. There's going to be 30 overall. We really don't know a lot of the women's competitors, as only a small handful have uh, been announced. Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Natalia, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan. Uh, That's really weird Natalia. that they haven't announced that any more women's wrestlers for the Rumble than they already well, this have. Is, yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously you expect to see basically the whole roster because there's not even 30, I don't think, women on the roster. And probably a lot of uh, call-ups from NXT will probably be involved as well. Uh, and probably some surprises. So, Colwell, this looks like, uh, as I look at the sheet, we're all three finally going to pick somebody different. And obviously Ooh. in this match you can. Uh, who is your pick? Oh, I'll throw uh, John's out first. He is picking uh, Charlotte Flair. Ooh, that's that's not a bad pick considering they've always put her over and into these spots. But Especially for a main event spot potentially at WrestleMania where they like to put her. Right. I'm definitely going with a surprise entrance. It's much like the uh, the Keith Lee situation, how they put him over big at Survivor Series. The female wrestler from NXT that they put over huge around in it or around Survivor Series time was Shayna Baszler. Big time. She finally lost the NXT Women's title. She held for over a year, just about a month or so ago, to Rhea Ripley. She's primed for a spot to jump up to the mid. hate to say main roster since they're trying to promote NXT as equal brand. So she's primed for a chance to go to one of the other brands here. I like the idea of Shayna Baszler being a surprise entrant, winning the Rumble. She goes on to face Bayley at WrestleMania. I like the idea of a surprise entrant, too, and that's why I'm picking the return of Ronda Rousey. This is where she debate, debuted, debuted, debuted initially at the Royal yeah, Rumble, although not, not as part of the match. She just came out and looked at everybody and then went back. No, she pointed, pointed at the WrestleMania sign. Yeah, she looked at everybody and pointed. That's what it, We're in that season of it, that too now, pointing towards the sign. Uh, but I believe this is her return where she wins and then goes on to uh, face um, Becky Lynch one-on-one this time at WrestleMania. All right, so those are all, all, all of our picks. Oh, no, we got the big man Are match. you just trying all to right. ignore the other Rumble match? <laughs> all right, we have uh, the, the big amount. I'm not going to name all the names. We're all aware of them. I think we've got 20 of the 30 announced uh, entrants. So, Colwell, uh, who do you have winning the Royal Rumble? It's been the men's over Royal Rumble. It's been over a year since he's been in the title picture. He's primed, he's ready. He's over as really as a baby face as he's ever been as a single superstar. They're going to go the Roman Reigns route. He's going to win the Rumble. They're hoping for the big pop when he wins this time. He's going to be the one to go on. 
I don't know that he beats him, but he's going to be the next big challenger for the Fiend. Unfortunately, you and I agree on this, and not that it's not unfortunate that we agree, but it's unfortunate in my opinion. That no, it's this, unfortunate. This is going to be the uh, start, a restart of the Roman Reigns push. Uh, I believe he is going to win and face uh, Bray or the Fiend slash the Fiend at WrestleMania. Uh, now, I do like John's pick. I would be all behind John's pick of Drew McIntyre winning Ooh, the Royal I like Rumble. That. Uh, but I just don't see that happening. I don't but, either. Uh, I think we'll separate ourselves from John a little bit uh, in the picks there. All right, so that wraps up all of our Royal Rumble picks. Uh, we will find a way to either put those out on Twitter or somehow the rest of the, um, our finishing move uh, Twitter account, which is Wrestle Sports X. Wrestle Sports X. Uh, and we'll try to get those out there for you guys. So, NXT Worlds Collide. Uh, we got, let's start with the non title match, although there is a champion involved in it, the European NXT champion. UK. UK, sorry. There's no year. This isn't the old era. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm uh, Mia Kim. Versus the UK NXT champion, Kay Lee Ray. I wish this was a title match, to be honest with you, because you've already got the U- or the NXT women's title on the line right now or uh, on the show. But um, I think it'll be a pretty good opener, but I've got Kay Lee Ray winning that one. So does Big John. He's got uh, Kay Lee Ray winning that one. Usually when there's a champion involved and you see non-title match, that automatically makes you think, oh, well, the person who's not the champion is going to win because it doesn't take away the championship from the champion. Uh, but I don't think they're going to want to have their champion lose. It does, uh, I guess, in the eyes of some, hurt uh, their credibility. Uh, according to Chris, it does for at least the tag team division. <laughs> uh, uh, when they when uh, champions lose, uh, whether the title is on the line or not, so you would think Mia uh, uh, would win, but I don't uh, think she will. I agree with you guys, and uh, Kaylee Ray will win this event. Well, especially when you look at where the rest of my picks are going, NXT UK may need a win, so they're going to give it to them here. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go to Finn Balor versus. Ilya Druganov. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a clean sweep as far as picks uh, for us all three on this one. Go ahead with, uh, well, tell us who it is because it is uh, Swin. It's going to be Finn Balor to win this thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it flipped the other way because of some interference. But as far as I'm concerned, I think Balor will win this thing. I, I agree. I think Balor's going to win. Do we get the Fiend or are we done with the Fiend for a little bit? With, with I mean, not the fiend, the demon. Uh, he hasn't been the demon since he come back to NXT. I think well, he hasn't had a pay per view, right? Yeah, That's but when he I think you, then if he challenges for the NXT title anytime soon on one of the takeovers, then you get the demon back. But you're not getting it here. I uh, agree with you there. All right, a fatal four way match for the NXT Cruiserweight. Championship. Your favorite title oh, and favorite yeah. division in all of WWE. I thought this had gone away. Do you still watch not. 205 Live, Adam? Oh, yeah. Every, I, well, every I Friday? DVR it, and I, I just uh, go through it, you know. Uh, I don't know how you DVR. Lot. It's only on the network. <laughs> it's, uh, that was what I mean. I put it on my <laughs> playlist on the network, and then I just uh, burn right through them. <laughs> all right, so we've got four competitors here. Angel Garza, Isaiah Scott, Jordan Devlin, or Travis Banks. Uh, Garza's going to retain here, but if they were going to go another route, I wouldn't mind seeing a U.K. guy win it. So Jordan Devlin's always been really impressive. I wouldn't mind seeing him, but I think Garza retains. So we've got Big uh, John is picking uh, – where did that go? 
he is picking Isaiah Swerve Scott. He's impressive. He was really good on the independent scene. Uh, as uh, I, actually, I don't remember what his name was on the independent scene, but he was really, really solid wrestler for MLW and some of the other companies. So, impressive guy can do a lot of things. I'm glad you're here to tell me about these guys because I know nothing about them. I thought that little guy was still the champion, or I what, guess they're all little. What Leo? Leo but, Rush? Yeah, I thought Leo Rush. Was total <laughs> champion. He just lost to Angel Garza about a month ago, and that's who I'm picking to retain here. Uh, Angel Garza will retain and walk out the champion. And what's your reasoning behind? Nobody that? will care. <laughs> is that why that's your reasoning? Well, no. I'll, I well, I won't really know. You, you all can tell me I lose this match because I will get up and go to the restroom. <laughs> I will go pop some popcorn, uh, go refill my soda during this match. I will not be watching it. So whatever you tell me <laughs> happened at the end of that match, I will have to, uh, to uh, believe you. All right, we got a, what's being called the Dream Tag Team Match, the reuni- reunification, reuniting, reuniting of uh, DIY. Mm-hmm. Uh, Champa and Gargano are going to take on Mustache Mountain Bates in seven. Taylor, seven. Uh, yeah, Tyler Bates in seven. Mustache Mountain from UK, NXT UK. They've had a a run. Actually, Tyler Bates was the first NXT or WWE UK champion before the uh, Walter was champ. Before Pete Dunne was champ, he was the original. Uh, Mustache Mountain, really good tag team. Won good stuff or well, won tag team titles in NXT at one point. Have been impressive DIY. I mean, basically have been NXT for the last five years. Well, maybe not five years, but the last three, four years. Between them being a tag team and chasing the tag titles to their split and feud, then flirting of getting back together and feuding again, now they're back together. They've been the central storyline. I think most NXT fans really can't get enough of some form of Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Johnny Wrestling there, Johnny Gargano. It's going to be a fantastic match. I think it'll be match of the night. I have no doubts in my mind's there, but... Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano got a thing going on. I think Finn Balor interferes in this match. That's how Mustache Mountain beats DIY. So another win for NXK UK. Well, that's for you. That's the one win I've got for NXT UK other than Kaylee Ray. Well, that's two out of two so far. Oh, yeah, yeah I but guess we've the, been doing all these other wins, and we've got oh. NXT, NXT winning. All right, we got. Uh, I'm going to go with DIY, and so is Big John. Uh, we're both going to pick those guys. Uh, I think Mustache Mountain, I saw them steal a pay-per-view in a tag match as an opener uh, against uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish uh, from uh, Undisputed Era. A couple paper, I believe that was before SummerSlam. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was what? probably a couple years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a fantastic uh, it, But it was a great match. It opened up the TakeOver pay-per-view and stole the show, which is not something you're used to when it comes to tag team wrestling on WWE products. Not on WWE, but NXT routinely has show-stealing tag team matches. Tag team matches. Uh, NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Uh, we know Tony has a history of beating Rhea uh, over in the UK. Will that trend continue here in the States? No, it will not. Rhea Ripley, freshly um, uh, crowned champion, just beat uh, Shayna Baszler about a month and a half ago, I guess. Uh, she's going to retain here. It's going to be a fantastic match. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow. Uh, we have some interference from uh, Bianca Belair or uh, Io Shirai, either one, because they had the whole uh, breakdown and, and brawl on NXT yesterday. But I definitely think Rhea Ripley's retaining here. Uh, Big John agrees with both of us that Rhea Ripley will um, will retain and walk out the champion. I, I just don't think they're going to take it off of her, definitely not this soon. Like you said, she just won that a month or so ago 
on on one of the NXT programs. A match that I am looking forward to, an eight-man tag match. Uh, one of my favorite factions now, Imperium, because I'm a big Walter fan. I do enjoy him and like seeing him every now uh, when Do you we, do the pose? <laughs> yes. Do you stand I in the mirror and put your hands behind your And just look at myself in the mirror and, and, and puff out my chest. <laughs> look straight up. It's going to take on another faction that I do really enjoy, though, uh, Undisputed Era. Who do we see getting the win here? Uh, uh, Big John, by the way, has picked Imperium. Ooh, good pick for him. I don't know that you can go wrong either way here, but to me, I think this is going to end up crowning NXT the big winner of the night. I think Undisputed Era comes away with it, but I could easily see it going the other way. Yeah, I, I'm i going with John, though. I like Imperium, and maybe I'm showing a little bit of my favoritism towards Walter and his group uh, there, but I think they're going to walk Adam away Cole, with the baby. win. Adam Cole, baby. I'm a big Adam Cole fan, so I, like you just said, I would be happy either way. I think it's going to be a good match between the two factions, the two groups, so we'll see how it plays out. All right, we're going to get a break real quick. Those are all of our picks for both uh, pay-per-views coming up this Sunday. We're going to break, and when we return, we're going to go over the top rope uh, real quick with some great That's fitting, considering it's rumble time. That's right. That's that's where we got it from. So when we return, we'll go over the top rope with some news and notes from around the world of wrestling. You're listening to The Finishing Move on Atlanta Sports X. Home team and Hamilton, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. I don't want to use a good book for, for these kinds of purposes. Rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Proverbs 5, 18 through 19. Oh, Tim Brandon Lee. Let all <laughs> you know of God's people say. Hey, amen. Amen. I know that's right. I'm going to laugh at you in a very, very good way. <laughs> you, you knew immediately where that scripture was. <laughs> this is the Sports X. Attention. If you're in debt to the IRS and frustrated with your options, for a limited time, you can call and quickly check your eligibility for the Fresh Start programs offered by the IRS to reduce or even eliminate your tax problem. Through this special toll-free hotline number, you can find out in minutes if you qualify for these powerful new debt reduction programs greenlighted by the IRS for 2019. If you have unfiled tax returns under audit, have a wage or bank levy, or just want to know your options, business or personal republic tax reliefs a plus rated tax relief system has helped thousands stop irs collections immediately and save millions in tax debt these relief programs will not last forever call their hotline number now 800-539-3616 that's 800-539-3616 check your eligibility for tax debt savings today call 800-539-3616 that's 800-539-3616 Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move with the road dog Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe on the X. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. I am road dog Adam Gillespie with my tag team partner. We're not a three-man tag tonight. We're just a two-man tag. Big John is sitting out tonight, uh, but Chris Colwell is here with us, and we are... Killing it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know what? Does John need to necessarily come back? I oh, mean, wow. We can, I'm just saying, look, sometimes you need a refresher. Maybe he needs to go off, as JR would say, learn a new hold, come back, we'll refresh, and the tag team will be better than ever. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let him We're holding no, our own right that. now. Let's just say that. 
All right. We're going to go over the top rope real quick. We ran out of time, so we're not going to do the fi- the go-home question, uh, but we are going to go over the top Tune into our podcast rope. afterwards and basically do it there. All right. Last week on this show, this very show, last week I was attacked. I was ridiculed. I was made fun of. Uh, I was hurt by a couple of ageists. And when I say a couple of ageists, I am talking to you, Chris Colwell, and to you, Big John, out there in the radio land for attacking the potential of maybe Hulk Hogan become, being a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble, winning it, going on to <laughs> WrestleMania and regaining the WWE Championship. That would be my dream if I could make my dreams come true. But at the age of 70, this man did just win the Arkansas Championship. Uh, Jerry Lawler just won the CWA Arkansas Heavyweight Championship in a title versus career match. What do you think about that? Jerry Lawler, who is still out there actively competing every weekend, from what I understand, is now the CWA Arkansas Heavyweight Champion at the age of 70. Do you think he's still doing the pile driver? Well, it's outlawed in the WWE, so well, he's not so, doing But he's there. not in WWE doing that. I mean, he's wrestling on the side. Why not? I mean, maybe he still does the fist drop off the top rope, too. Oh, I had no doubt. And he pulls the strap down, I'm sure, at some point during the match. Uh, he defeated a, uh, then champion Matt Rivera. Uh, if you're Matt Rivera, you just lost to a 70-year-old. Yeah, hey, you might want to consider new, another career, son. 70's the new 30? I don't know. But se- <laughs> I, know, I, I know that wouldn't go over well with you and Big John as you two ageists. Why not uh, have Jerry Lawler be in the Rumble? Why not? He can hide under the ring again like he did years ago. Hey, that's a great strategy. I, you know, this, I, on a side note, this man is getting out there at the age of 70. He's had, what, multiple strokes or heart attacks now? We had a heart attack live, live on roll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he is out there and doing this. Uh, good for him that he can still get out there and compete at least to some level. Uh, the match will be made available uh, streaming-wise at CWAWrestlingNetwork.com. Uh, in the near future. Yikes. I don't know that I want to watch that. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about ratings. Uh, how about, again, last night on the cruise ship, a recorded show for AEW beat out NXT, a go-home show for the Royal, or for uh, Worlds Collide uh, by a little over 100,000 viewers. You've, you've noticed ever since we've come back from the Christmas holidays, it's been pretty much dominant from NA, or from AEW. Uh, that was kind of that back and forth there where well, NXT kind of was winning there towards the end of the year. It's almost as if all the AEW fans went on like Christmas break or something and weren't watching. As soon as the new year hit, it's been nonstop AEW ever they since. They were very dominant to begin with. Obviously, the new sure. thing kid on the block, everybody wanted to see what they had. And then I think it started going back and forth a little bit uh, around Survivor Series because you had some of the bigger names showing up on NXT. You had some of the NXT guys sh- and gals showing up on the two bigger product uh, productions. So I think people were really, really doing the cross-brand and really kind of trying to keep up with it all. Uh, and I, it looks like maybe they've lost some of that steam. Maybe they should have put some of the NXT guys and gals, announced at least, into the Royal Rumble, and that would have brought some interest back uh, to that show. But we'll see. I mean... Uh, you're right. I mean, AEW is really rocking and rolling right now in the ratings. And even Raw rebounded this past Monday night. They were up about 17%. And Clay Travis tweeted this. Uh, I'm going to assume it's right because I don't think he's lying or would have a reason to. But this really kind of blew my mind, uh, at least somebody who grew up in the 80s and even in the 90s, to think that this could happen. 
but the 500,000 people more watched Monday Night Raw than the Lakers-Celtics game on prime time on TNT. Does anybody really care about the Lakers-Celtics rivalry not. anymore? I, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. For someone who grew it's up in like the, the Yankees-Red Sox well, rivalry, do nobody care about cares that. about that well, anymore. All right, cut your mic off. You're done. I'm in control of the board. <laughs> uh, we've got some, uh, uh, real quick, I really wanted to get to this. Oh. Uh, but Alexa Bliss. <laughs> oh, gosh. She was asked about fans liking the Instagram or Twitter picture of her butt. And not just liking it, but liking it more than her pig pictures of her pet pig, Larry Steve. And she said. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> yeah, it is. He, well, he said, she said that Larry Steve is Southern, so he should have two first names. And uh, there he does. But if you want to go and see this picture of her butt standing in the ring, you can go to her Twitter page, uh, Alexa Bliss, whatever that is. Alexa Bliss. It's done WWE, on your Twitter page, too? Retweeted 100 times and liked 1,000. By at Road Dog 680, 680 as well. 680, that's me. Of course. So uh, she, she was asked about this. She said, yeah, fans are going to like what they like. <laughs> and I think we all know what fans like. Yeah. I but think so. Uh, <laughs> so. We're about to wrap it up here, but we're going to continue the conversation on our podcast. We're going to record this podcast and get it up on the website, AtlantaSportsX.com, uh, and get you can continue the conversation with us there. For uh, In the meantime, have a great night and enjoy the Royal Rumble. The SportsX is live from Cobb County on WFOM at W292EV Marietta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. This is Atlantis SportsX.